<laughs> oh, happy Friday, nerds. Welcome back. It is another episode of Opticians Unhinged. Um, <laughs> I'm your host, Iris. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that was a dramatic pause. I think your brain just reset. Uh, no, I'm. I'm really hoping <laughs> that if if that Fair stays enough. that way, that somebody out there in the world is like, "Come on, <laughs> spit it out." <laughs> so yeah, I'll, I'll throw those in there every now and then. Uh, I think my coffee is like finally kicking in. Uh, oh, my name is Sia, by the way. I did say my name. Oh, yeah. In case you guys, um, you know, are just now joining us, it's Lucia and it's me, Iris. Yeah, girl. This is Opticians. Unhinged. Unhinged. <laughs> what, what was the head tilt? It was the head <laughs> tilt. It, unhinged. <laughs> Your head um, got unhinged? Why not? I feel like it's unhinged most days. <laughs> Um, so our last episode, we discussed the anatomy of eyewear. Yeah. We had chatted on a few things and trying to point out where everything's at. So you guys know what we're talking about. Um, but today, today we're going to be talking about craftsmanship and, you know, spending your hard earned dollars on something that's actually made well. Uh, versus something that you're just paying for a name for. Um, yes, but first, yes, but first, uh, just wanted to give you guys some updates. Um, we are updates, updates, yeah. yeah. Vision Expo is coming up. Uh, so this is going to be Vision Expo West, and that's going to be in Las Vegas. Uh, and I'm getting Are you married. going? No, no. Um, so I was supposed to go to Vision Expo East, um, in March, but that was whenever I was in Chicago and then I had some flight things going on. Cause there was like a, a weird, um, Nor'easter going through the area at the time. Yep. I just didn't feel safe flying into all of that. Um, so I ended up flying home instead um, but I am going to try to attend the loft show in New York in March. Um, so I'm pretty sure it's in March. So I will be going up in March. Um, and then with vision expo being in Vegas next month, and then I'm getting married in Vegas the month after, I just woo, don't want woo. to deal with that much Vegas. So I'm skipping a it lot of Vegas. because I want my first, that's a lot of Vegas. Um, and I'm not really like a Vegas girl that I know of because I haven't been. <laughs> so, yeah, <clears throat> but Stefan is adamant that I'm going to love it. So, yeah, uh, Vision Expo, yes. it is running from September 27th to September 30th. It is at the Venetian in Las Vegas, um, and they are still registering for that if you guys need to register for it. Um, and then yesterday I paid my homeboy some money to do my websites. So should be another few weeks, but that should put me right on track for my hopeful October launching. So yes, once I've got my websites yeah, yeah. out and operational, I'll give you guys all that info. 
Um, so yeah, did you have any updates you wanted to share today, Lulu? No, ma'am. I am none. Update list. Okay. Well, oh, update list. Up, update, update list. Update list. Okay. Yesterday, I was trying to make some word sound really fancy. Um, I had all of my mint garb on like my mint colored stuff yesterday like teals and mints and somebody in the house was like telling me my outfit was cute and I was like thanks I've got my mint on and I was making it try to sound like a designer and really I was just talking about color I was like thanks I've got my mint on <laughs> these are my mint tons no, no 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 that doesn't work <sighs> yeah, try again I am in the infinite stage of trying to commit to a frame line name. I still have not done it. I have decided erratic glass will be for my glass projects because they're upcycled. The patterns might not always be a cohesive flow. I'm trying to just recycle as much as I can. Right. So I'm like, all right, so erratic glass makes sense for that. But then I was like, my frame line, it's not erratic. Like the styles might be and stuff like that, but no, nope, I just don't think that's it. So I'm back to the drawing board. I wanted to call them framed and like have a lowercase r and a lowercase d so that when you look at it, it looks like it says fame. Does that make sense? Imagine glowing neon sign and the r and the d are like flickering on and off. No, that's a little too unhinged. We'll get there one day. I'll get there one day, you guys. So yeah, anyways, moving on. I'll have websites soon. So first talking point for the day. Um, spring Ooh, hinges point. suck. <laughs> they suck. The life out of your... So... All right, let's, let's, let's start with hinges. So there's a few different ways to get <gasps> hinges on your glasses, okay? There are your spring-loaded hinges, which sound great, but I feel like people use them as a crutch. Um, They're terrible. You, they you don't know how to fit your patient properly, so you're going to find something with spring hinges to fit it on their big old head. Okay, petite women, there's not as many petite men, but they have the same problem, but petite women and large, I don't even want to say plus size men, just men with big heads. Okay. Like I, we have met some folks that are just big large, old boys, big old boys. Um, and, okay. Okay. Oh yeah. And I don't no. know very many opticals that are big box that have any pieces for petite women, specifically women. Do not fit a 70-year-old woman in a frame design for a 12-year-old. Uh, that, But everybody does it because if if you want to fit this person in a frame, so the only thing that you It is. Why do I have a grown woman walking so around bad. town with, like, a glittered neon pink frame it, i've even had patients tell me like i never okay. loved this frame but it's the only thing that they had that fit me okay now not to hate on 40 year old women that like neon glitter stuff me. aka you 
<laughs> yeah. You would totally I would love it. But I'm, I'm not, if I was petite, I mean, I'm not petite, but I still love it. Okay. <laughs> but I'm not petite. Not even close. I'm a big girl, you guys. Like, big girl. But I wear it well. So, I do. Anyways. Uh, the friend that I have on today. Mm-hmm. I love this place. I love this but I love the hinges on this thing. Okay. Two reasons. They're spring yeah. loaded. Yeah. Okay. But they're done right. So, okay. So with that said, because of the way that this company does their spring hinges, they don't break as often. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a big deal. So if you really, really, really want a spring-loaded hinge because that's what you've been wearing for the last 40 years, that's fine. Just make sure that you're mm-hmm. getting it from a company that has a good um, warranty, right? Because good warranty comes with good product. Uh, yes, <laughs> but, okay, and this is, this <laughs> oh, is where... This is where things get hairy when it comes to warranties. So that frame, because I'm wearing a frame by the same people, they've got a great warranty, but let's say that you buy them from a place that refuses to honor that warranty. And we know it happens all the time. Okay. So you can find a frame with a great warranty and your frame could, although with this company, I usually don't have that problem um you could have a problem with them during that warranty period and still be told no or that that same exact manufacturer that we're discussing will offer multiple replacements under warranty for that one frame so let's say that all right so that frame where the red is right as i'm learning how to work my plastics that's kind of like what i was doing this morning with fusing these guys together okay so they took like a strip of red and glued it to the Havana. Put it closer. Yes. So you guys see where the red meets the checkered pattern that is glued together and it's, it's a process called laminating. So it's just pressed together with two different pieces, but that could come undone if it's not cured properly, which I showed Lucia earlier as I tested it and broke one. Um, so it's not uncommon for that to happen. Um, yep. But for that particular frame line, it's not the most common issue either. It's not. <clears throat> but it's common enough that it's on their drop down menu when you go to submit a claim. Anyways, moving on. So let's say that they have that problem with that frame multiple times. More than likely, I can get that frame replaced for them multiple times because I get mm-hmm. to deal directly with that frame manufacturer. But right. let's say you go to big box And the opticians in big box have zero say over the inventory that they receive. And they do not deal with reps because their corporate office has people that do that for them. So they don't, they already don't have any say in what they're selling you. I mean, they have a say in it, but they don't have a say in stocking it. Like they could have way better designs if somebody would let somebody have some say here. Um, 
But yeah, so let's say that that frame came from a big box optical and you had problems with it. Um, there's a solid chance that you might not get a replacement. So I want people to know everything that we recommend in terms of warranties is entirely based on where you are shopping. And uh, I personally... Okay, but let's be realistic. You wouldn't be able to get this manufacturer. That, that particular a... one, no, because right. they, they don't right. sell... Uh, now, you could come across it as a closeout product where maybe the company got bought out and they merged into yeah. Big Box and then they're selling it off. Um, in which case, even then, if you're getting it as a closeout, they're not going to service it under warranty anyway. And I'm telling you this. Now, you why? Think, because I know. Do you think that, let's say, I buy this frame at a closeout mm -hmm. from a Big Box? And okay. then I have an issue. And then, uh -huh. of course, they're going to be like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry about your luck, I would mm -hmm. like to think. I've never done this. I never have. But I would like to think that an independent company like the one that we're wearing today. Mm -hmm. If I went to their customer service and told them the situation, mm -hmm. I would like to think that they would do something. I don't know what they would do. I don't know what they uh, would do. I've never yeah. tried it. But I uh, feel like this company, gonna... so we're both wearing Etnia Barcelona today. Yes. Um, I feel like if I were to contact Etnia customer service and said, I just bought this frame. They're not going to warranty it. Could you help me? They would do something. I do feel that Etnia would most definitely, especially yeah. now because they started putting serial numbers and stuff on their frames yeah. to make it like a legitimate product. So you guys, if you ever want an Etnia Barcelona, you cannot buy them online. It, um, yeah. So if you ever want to buy this brand, I highly support this brand. I love this brand. Um, their fashion is great. Their color choices are great. Their I Their think eventually we'll do like um, an episode on favorite brands and just go over. Oh like, yeah, the top five. Oh, definitely. Heck yeah, yeah. I could get down with that. Oh, yeah. um. So, anyways, Evia does this great thing, um, where if you see here, you cannot see the hinge. Because mm -hmm. they have put the hinge inside of the temple, which is I want to figure out design. how to do that. Yes. So it's a spring hinge, but it won't. Okay. I'm not saying it will never break, but I think we saw couples in the years that we worked with them. The only thing and about they're really Edna good at replacing it. So... Oh, yeah. The one thing about Etnia, their hidden hinge on their temples, it's a great thing, but servicing it is a pain. It's a pain. Um, yes. You have to unscrew the temples and slide them back so you can see where the hinge is and actually get to it. Um, but anyways, really I digress. I, it's, a, it's a solid 
solid design. Um, if I could figure out how to do that, which one day maybe I will, but it's a bit too advanced for me now. <laughs> um, yeah. But Great yeah, design. so so yeah, all that to say, not all spring hinges are equal. Uh, you can wear spring hinges. Some of them, uh, depending on the manufacturer, it's going to be good. Back mm -hmm. to what we were talking about last week. Uh, companies that make this right here. Um, this doesn't, it's not a spring hinge, but it acts I think that's like what's called hinge. a tension hinge. Yep. This is great too. Yeah. If you want to have that <clears throat> give, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because you're a one-hander, take a offer frame person. Oh my gosh. And you need this. You yes. need this action. Um, there's better ways of doing it than spring hinges. This is a good yeah. example. Right here. Yeah. You know, like use two hands, take your glasses off. That's, but, that's a good idea. Uh, <laughs> most people don't, you guys. We know that. We're realists here. Uh, but it is one of the, like, leading causes of frame breakages is that it's yeah. just too much strain on one side over time. Anywho. Um not all spring hinges are bad, but some are definitely designed better. So yeah. just be aware of the spring hinge that you're getting. And if it's a company that, that has a problem or even better yet, if you trust your optician well enough, ask them, do you have a lot of issues yeah. with the spring hinge on this particular yeah. frame line? Not just that frame, but this frame line because they buy those things in bulk. And if it's one hinge, it's all hinges. Speaking of hinges. So did you know that Maui Jim recently discontinued their ophthalmic line? Yeah. So Maui Jim came out with a ophthalmic okay. line and I constantly had to replace it because of broken spring hinges. Like out of everything that we sold on the floor, we had more issues with yep. the Maui Gym ophthalmics. And when we say ophthalmics, those are clear glasses, you guys. But I never really had Maui Gym sunglass problems. Um, if I did, it was usually something that was patient-induced and very easy to fix. But, yes, they quit making their ophthalmic line ever since they got their purchase out from um, Curing. And uh, I, I don't know. What would like to say that I'm surprised, but I'm not. No, as soon as terrible. they're, the, as soon as they were acquired by an investment group, because that's, that's what it is. It's an investment optical company. Um, so once they got bought out by that, I knew something was going to change. Um, right. So yeah, they, they have discontinued doing their ophthalmics. So yeah. there you go, guys. If you have some of those frames, they're not going to be available much longer. Um, so that's unfortunate. Um, yes. I didn't really like their ophthalmics, to be honest, though. Um, <clears throat> like the styles just weren't doing it for the the price that you pay for Maui Gym. I feel that Maui Gym has lost their concept of their original quality. They devoted all to sunglasses, and then they came out with an ophthalmic line that I don't think they wanted to support. Uh, right. uh, lots of people come in asking for spring hinges. Lots of broken spring hinges. Um, just be aware, you guys, they're not, they're not the best thing ever. And you can definitely live without them um, if yeah. you have a properly fit frame. So 
Anyways, um, acetates are awesome. What is an acetate? So, acetates, um, those are an organic, uh, they're made from pulp, cotton, wood, whatever. They are renewable. Um, you can take your scraps and glue them together and make new plastic. <coughs> you can grind them down into little fine granules and re-dye them, I think. Um, this is a little process I'm still learning, but acetates are amazing. Um, they are a hypoallergenic material. Uh, sometimes people might have a reaction to them, but it's so few and far between that the industry does say it's hypoallergenic. Um, you can get them lightweight. You can get them chunky. They come in different thicknesses. So acetate is the fancy word for your Ooh. plastic frames. Yeah, guys, I got so excited about it. I just kind of skipped over explaining what it was. It's plastic. Yeah. Plastic. So also known as xyle. 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 I like that word. Xyl. Uh, so plastic frames usually, not always, but usually, mm -hmm. Won't have nose pads. Ah, yes. Usually. So if you are a take off, put on your head frame person, which we don't recommend, mm -hmm. um, but that's what you want is no nose pad so they don't get caught mm -hmm. in the head. Yes. Now, uh, they usually don't come with the nose pads, but you can have nose pads put on a plastic yeah. frame. You can have nose pads put on a metal frame, too. Um, you know, like, if they fall off, it's not, again... The end of the world. To, yeah, it's one of those things you have to send out and have repaired more often than not because most opticals these days don't have the tools required to do the job. So they rely on outsourcing. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to teach myself how to do most of these things, um, especially with metal, because I don't... I haven't found a metal working class that I can take, uh, except for the one in France. And whoa, it's a lot of money. Anyways, so acetates, um, very, very cool process, you guys. Um, I actually just get a lot of enjoyment out of watching the videos from start to finish making acetate. Um, the world industry leader in acetate manufacturing is a company called Mazzicelli, or maybe it's Mazzicelli. It, it depends on how, who you're talking to, but I, I want to pronounce it right. Now I'm going to have to go look it up later. But anyways, it's a M-A-Z-Z-U-C-H-E-L-L-I, Italy. <laughs> they, that is an Italian-made company. Probably something like Mazzicelli. Mazzucelli. Um, But I was looking up some info whenever I was getting all my notes for this podcast and I got mildly disappointed. So Essilor Luxottica now owns a 35% stake in Mazzucelli. And for me, 
that makes me mm. worry that the quality of Ouch. their product and like, are, are they going to start prioritizing Essilor's plastics over the rest of the world? Like there's other mat, like other acetate manufacturers. Okay. It's not, they're the only one, but they have some of the best known product. Their patterns are amazing. Um, and their color usage is <clears throat> just awesome. But yeah, I saw that. I got a little bit disappointed in knowing that they've got a 35% stake in my favorite plastic company. Um, probably just um, on the, you know, it's 35% of the company. So it's probably just the blacks and grays and tortoise. There's no way that they're just going to leave it limited to that. <laughs> a, a, a part of me, like I had to take a minute, you guys. Because I'm it was like, a joke. I know it was a joke. It but, was a joke. For me, for me, like it's a joke, but it's also honest because everything that they sell now is tortoise, black, gray. Like occasionally they'll come out with some color, but blue. for the most part, they've just yeah navy blue like not even like a pretty blue it's just like dark everything is dark like dark tortoise black dark gray dark blue it, i don't know anyways maybe they bought like the rights to learn some of their processes or something i don't know but i feel like somebody out there at essilor already knows all that stuff yeah. so yeah they've now for the listeners out there that work in the industry. That's one more thing that they have tucked under their massive belt of things. Um, so yeah, uh, and that was as of 2021. So that was a recent acquisition. So when you are shopping for glasses and mm -hmm. you have decided to do plastic because you don't want a nose fat. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wanted to say something about color. Color is your friend, people. Yes. I don't care what color your skin is. There is color that's going to be beautiful on your face. Yes. Tortoise is not a color. Okay. Um, someone somewhere decided tortoise shell is like vanilla ice cream. Everybody can wear it. No, it's a lie. Not everybody can wear a tortoise. Not every tortoise is going to look good on your skin tone. I am very yellow because, you know, my grandfather was Asian. I can't wear every tortoise. I have to have a blonde tortoise like the one I'm sporting today. that has yes. really, really blonde, cream, um, almost like a caramelly color. Yeah. Yeah. That's the that's but the color that I doesn't like. pull out the mm -hmm. yellow tones of my skin. If you are hasty white like my daughter, my poor daughter, she just grabbed all of the Irish jeans from her dad and she is pasty white. If you're pasty white, you cannot wear a dark tortoise. Just can't do it. No, it's unless pretty. it's like super duper thin. Uh, so like, ah. okay, here's the thing with tortoise, you guys are much like the spring hinge being the most requested, uh, hinge type. And then with the plastics, um, people will come in and say they only want 
tortoise and they've always only bought tortoise and I'm here to tell you tortoise does not make you a professional person nor does it make you an unprofessional person um that judge that I encountered I had in my head that if you were a judge or you know something in that pattern thing you had to wear black yeah. you know because super serious and he was wearing yeah. like this crazy three-piece suit it was really cool but it was crazy so I think at some point yeah. we need to have the conversation about the rules that governed our parents' fashion are not yeah. the rules that govern today's fashion. No. I actually came across someone saying, don't put blue, no, red and purple together. And I'm like, We've what? sold red and purple frames. Red and purple frames are beautiful. And yeah. she was talking about uh, this suit and not to put red, like a red shirt under it. And I'm like, have you tried it? Because that's really cool looking. So yes. I think at some point we have to have this <laughs> conversation about those rules don't apply anymore. Fashion industry has moved so far from them. Um, don't get stuck in the rules that you learn, you know, in the 50s. Because they're not the same now. And yeah. it, there's a beauty I, on dressing yourself the way you want to dress yourself, breaking through the rules that you think apply. Because they yes. don't have to apply. And making them work for you. Yeah, and making them work yeah. for you, in your favor. Being like, well, I'm going to, you know, push the limit on this and just see how far it gets me. And sometimes it, it works really well and sometimes it doesn't. But let me, those fashions that were originally made, okay, they're classics. But if you want to be current, those are not the styles that you want to go with. Don't come in and tell me that you want something that's trendy and fashionable and then get ticked off when I don't show you anything that's tortoise. You're telling me trendy and fashionable and tortoise to me is not fashionable. It's more of what, what's the word that I'm looking for? It's, it's just kind of a standard piece. You know, everybody mm -hmm. has like women, we all have a nude bra. There's going to be a time where we can't have on a black bra or a patterned bra or a hot pink bra. We all have a nude bra, um, you know, and nude to our color palette. So, you know, it, it's kind of the same thing. It's a necessity to have. It's always good to have one, you know, all reliable over here. But I would not make that a standard wear in my collection. Yeah, if you are comfortable with tortoise. Mm. And you know you want a plastic frame and you know you want a tortoise. And you're going to go and tell your optician, hey, I want a tortoise frame because I want my classic basic stuff because I already own, you know, every other color in the market or whatever. Which mm -hmm. happened to me. I owned reds and yellows and blacks and blues and I wanted a tortoise. Mm -hmm. Look at what I'm wearing right now. 
This is a tortoise what? brain. But it has it has mm-hmm. personality. You know, it has something that's like, oh, okay. So it's not just your grandma's tortoise shell. It's it's a cool frame. Right. And it, but there would still you know, be some people that would tell you that that frame is too racy. The, the pattern, it's it's too much. And I'm like, this is an awesome pattern. What are you talking about? It, you know, but and, hey. And also, as opticians, you know, when you have that person that comes in and says, I want a tortoise frame, don't go and show them tortoise that's easy to sell. Nothing mm-hmm. drives me crazier than an optician saying, Oh, it's an easy fit. It's a cell frame. Why? Why are you doing? Why are you tr- choosing to live a boring life with your patients? No. Go Why are get- you choosing to let your patients not explore themselves? Like- <laughs> yeah. Go get go get some tourists. Yes, because that's what your patient's asking for. But then also get you know usually what I would do when a patient would ask for that, I would ask them why. Um, because I mm-hmm. want my patients thinking through things, right? Yeah. But then I would get like basic frame shapes. So I would be like, okay, so this is your normal shape frame, but in a cool color. Or, hey, how about you just get outside of your comfort zone for a minute and try this on and see what you think. And I would grab like a crazy, crazy frame. So. So, just show people potential. And if they don't have to buy it, if they don't like it, but you have opened their minds to something different that they would have never... I cannot tell you. If I had a dollar for every time I was told, I would have never picked this for myself. But I love it. Oh my gosh. I know, right? (laughs) Right? So many times. Like, I had people buy me, (laughs) I had people buy me liquor in appreciation of what Mm -hmm. I had. Like, we, uh, we had some pretty awesome patients. Like we had some nightmare patients. Everybody does. But I I do want to say at the last practice that Lucia and I were at together, we had some amazing patients, you guys. Um, and, and they were awesome people. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, actually when some of them knew that I was leaving, they insisted that I still keep in touch with them when they knew that I was making my own line. They're like, Oh my God, please take my info. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and actually, uh, Tina, uh, we were talking about her earlier. Uh, she has kind of scrounged up some business for me at her optical, um, so she's got a list of patients that are waiting on me to kind of get going as well. So that's pretty okay. sweet. <laughs> so, yeah. Anywho. Um, yeah, you guys, plastics, there's a lot of processes that go into making them to make them these beautiful creations. So beautiful. You have no idea. As somebody that's trying to create a beautiful creation that, you know, can be on the cover of a magazine you're not going to see very many tortoise frames on the cover of a magazine. 
Um, but what you will see on the cover of a magazine is something like what Lucia is wearing right now or what I'm wearing right now. And especially Lucia's because that one was actually, I think, kind of like a collector's edition throwback kind of yeah. thing. Um, so, you know, if, if you are wanting, don't go into an optical and say, I want something, I want something fun. I want something unique. I want something trendy. And then walk out of there with a tortoise. I promise you, I don't care what that shape is. It's not trendy. Um, just, yeah. it's no different than somebody walking in to, you know, it's like going to a nail salon and saying, I want something that's going to be like fun sexy frisky and then you leave with french tip square nails like any yeah. what's fun about that like it's safe it's it's conservative and it's comfortable get out yeah. of your comfort zone let your frames express who you are you know like i'm telling you guys it's no different than your shoes your clothes everything so, that let is forward-facing yes Real quick. So as a counselor, um, in session about five or six, I ask my patients, what have you done that's new that you totally have failed at in the last year? And if they say nothing, their homework for that week is to find book or do something mm -hmm. that they know they will probably fail at mm -hmm. that week. So you're actively encouraging them to knowingly fail at something. Yes. Yes. Is, is there a reason for that? Yes, because we don't learn from things that are comfortable. We do not learn or grow as human if mm -hmm. you're stuck in your patterns. You only learn from your failures. So success is great and it's wonderful and it's beautiful and everybody wants to be successful, but you can only be successful if you have learned from your failures. If you don't fail at anything, you don't know anything. I would agree because with we, that. We I'm always grow from failing. I'm always telling my kids that they would be better off attempting something and falling on their face and having us there to help pick them up and teach them a better way of doing it than they would be to not try it at all. Uh -huh. um, you know, kids, this generation, especially like they get really scared about trying things like nobody, yeah. there's not very many people that are like out there, like, just do it, just do it. And being like, do Nike. And yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like the, it, it doesn't, they're so timid now. So I'm like, just, do it. Like the worst thing that's going to happen is try it. what? Yeah. So, you know, if it blows up in your face, now you learned. But for me, so I, go, I find that yep. frame, put it on your patients. Worst thing yep. can happen. They don't like it. Okay. You didn't lose anything, but 30 seconds of time. If you're a patient, go try that frame that everybody around you is going to be like, what did you do? Are you having a midlife crisis? If it's going to make you feel good, mm -hmm. yeah, wear it. Love it. Love you know, the attention. I'm always kind of that person that says that there's no such thing as bad press because at least they're talking about you. So let's say you do buy a new frame and 
the frame looks awful to you, right? You feel like it looks awful, uh, but you still like the frame, right? You bought the frame, you like the frame and you feel good in it, but you're like, oh, I feel like it looks awful. So then somebody walks up, they're like, uh, did you change your glasses? Like, the, I don't like those. No, 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 no. It's not that you don't like them. It's that you are not used to seeing me in them. Yeah. And I feel great. Thanks for asking. Um, I love them. I promise you, after like a week or two, people are going to be like, you know what? Actually, the more I look at that, the more I do like that frame. Yeah. You know, it's like people go to the Louvre to go look at art. And they'll stand there and stare at a piece of art sometimes for hours to really absorb all the details in it. Frames, same thing. It's art for your face. So yes. it's, it's something that is going to shock people when you, if you go from a tortoise frame to a fire engine red frame, I promise you there's going to yes. be people that point it out. <laughs> That's normal. That's the point. Every time I buy a new frame, I want it to be better than the last one. So by the time I'm like 80, I'm going to be wearing some like super gaudy, like Elton John level. Neon light. Frame. Yeah. It's going to be blinking. No, <laughs> no, hey, no, Go that's away. my frame. <laughs> you do need that frame. Oh man. <laughs> so yeah, you guys, it's going to shake people. People just don't like to say nice things anymore. They just want to point out when they don't like something. I'm not wearing this for you. You shouldn't be wearing that for anybody other than yourself. So yeah. build some confidence, grow as a person, grow your I do style, make evolve. I comment about that. No, because I think we've made that joke a couple times and our listeners oh. don't know why. So, let me tell you, I am the queen of no. She is. <laughs> if you come to my office and you want me to sell you glasses um, and you put something on that I'm like, that's what everybody else is wearing. I'm going to be like, nah, nah. Yep. Yep. Nah. I'm not impressed easily either. So there's a lot of no's that come out of my mouth. <laughs> I know sells. Person 101 says, don't ever say no to your, your person that you're trying to sell to. But I don't like to follow rules very well. Um, so, I feel yeah. that for interacting with us as someone's salesperson, the fact that we do tell them no, and the fact I'll stand across the table and tell you that's the ugliest frame I've ever seen you put on. And, but that person on the other end, especially if they've worked with me before, as most of my patients yeah. had, they knew if I'm saying that it's bad, take it away, yeah. throw it in the yeah. trash can. I don't care, but get it out of here. It does not. But the other face. side of that was whenever I finally said, yes, that frame looks good. You know, it no comes question. from a, it comes from a spot of, it actually really does look good. Yeah. It's going to make you feel good about yourself. Um, and it's not because I want you to buy a name or a brand or a price. It's because I stand by what I sell. So people that would buy from me would buy from me knowing that I honestly, 
truly believe that that friend looked good on them. They don't have to question it. Just trust your salesperson, you guys. And if it's somebody, especially in a private practice, I feel like you're going to get much better service from an optician in a private practice than you would at a big box optical. If you are wanting to get out of your comfort zone, try something new. One, stop buying from big box optical because everybody shops there and they all stock the same thing. So if you're buying from lens crafters, you're not just buying from your local lens crafters, you're buying from the lens crafters across the world. So everybody has access to these things. Get out of those shops, go to a private shop um, or even a boutique and go find you a U frame, something that is harder to source, that is uncommon and find something. And it's not going to be something where you just shop for a day. You're, you're going to be looking for that frame for a hot minute. So, but it is game changing. Like when you just go from having like a vanilla, super common frame to that really unique frame, all of a sudden something in you just changes and you're like, this isn't just a glass for me anymore. This is like who I am. Um, and I feel like if more people did that, then more people would be comfortable wearing glasses. Um, so yeah. The other thing, and this is going to be, um, out of my counselor, how I cancel people anyways. Um, take this as a challenge. If you're an optician, start showing those crazy frames that you love, but you Mm -hmm. don't frame to anybody because people look at you like you're crazy and you have three heads don't worry about it put it on patience you're gonna find the patient that that frame belongs to and that patient's gonna love you if you're a patient i challenge you this week even if you're not in the market for glasses this week go to anywhere that sells glasses and go try on something crazy you might love it another thing is to an, an optical place. I don't care where you go. I mean, you can even go to my eye doctor down the road and look at the craziest looking salesperson and say, show me something fun. And I bet you, I bet you, I bet you, I bet you, you'll find something that you'd have never tried on before and you're going to like it. Yes. Another thing that I was thinking, when you are fitting a patient... Okay. If you're fitting a patient and you're not spending at least 15 minutes with them, you're not fitting your patient. Um, when we're saying fit a patient, this is like a small date, like a coffee date, you know, where you can go and spend a short period of time together, have a little chit chat, catch up and go. So if you're really genuinely fitting a patient and you're trying to fit them with something that's going to fit that person, you're looking at like a 30 minute conversation. If not, it could be like 45 minutes to an hour. I I support that. I think people should go try something else on and just tell the people when you walk in there, look, I'm not really looking to buy a frame right now, but I'm kind of trying to figure out what I want for my next eye exam. When is your next eye exam? How many of you even know that? You have to get it done every year. You have insurance, yeah. right? Most of you, some of you. Vision insurance is really cheap for those of you who don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, get out there. Try something different. Listen, um, I hmm. have been in this business for a long time. 
I know exactly what looks good on my face. I know exactly what I like. I have tried on thousands of frames. Yep. Thousands of frames. Because I used to buy frames for the office. Well, with, the, with Iris, we would be the ones that chose what we were going to sell. Right? Mm -hmm. So I know exactly what I like. I know exactly what fits me. I know exactly what looks good. The last time I went to purchase glasses, I actually wasn't planning on buying frames. Mm -hmm. um, I had frames and I was just going to put lenses on them. And I went into this practice that is big box, box optical, which is, you know, against everything all the time. But I started having this conversation with this guy that has been in business for longer than I've been alive. And I was like, just for fun, go get me a friend you think is going to look good on me. And he did. Mm. And I loved it. And yeah. I bought it. <laughs> oh, look at that. I, I mean, and it's, it's not that it's something that I would have never picked because I do pick crazy stuff for myself. But there's a value in asking a not biased person for their opinion mm -hmm. on something you should try, something new. Um, would I have tried that frame on if he wasn't there? Probably, because I try weird, funky things all the time. Um, I'm curious fact, what frame it is now. The one that I sent you yesterday. The sunglass. The big, oh, yeah, okay. Hollywood sunglass. I'll Honestly, I kind of yeah. need a frame like that. And there's the immediate gratification part of me that's like, just go buy you a cheap one. You can get it for like $20. And then there's another yeah. part of me that's like, girl, just make your own frame. So <laughs> anyways, moving on. Um, yeah. One so of the last talking points that we wanted to go over today was uh, magnificent metals. Was that a good I think we words? could do magnificent. Metals. I think we could do a whole episode on metals. Kind of like we just took over and did a whole episode on acid. I think there's a lot to cover when it comes to metals. Um, do's and don'ts and all that stuff. I think we should um, save that one. So what what we should do is we'll save that for episode seven because this is episode six you guys um, um so let's do the spotlighting for this week yes so independent spotlight for the week you guys uh we're coming out of france with this one we're coming in hats so um we oui, oui. oui, oui. since we are talking about craftsmanship and quality and yes. Lucia and I are telling you that frames are art for your face um, so anyways France no. Lafont L-A-F-O-N-T so Lafont uh, has been the brand of frames since early 1920s so yep. Uh, this is a brand name that most people who have a passion for frames know the name of. It is the frame line equivalent of somebody being like, I have a Louis Vuitton. 
or something like that. So LaFont still independently owned after all of these years. Um, So that makes me very happy. Um, Philippe LaFont and his wife, who is a designer, um, they are currently running it and it is evolving really well. I've been noticing that there's been some newer blood coming through some of those designs recently. (gasps) My goodness. Um, I sent you that one the other day. Looked at LaFont um, to pick it up in a, my old practice mm-hmm. less than six months ago, and they are doing polka dots like nobody has ever done polka dots before. I am yep. obsessed and in love with their polka dots. They have the most beautiful things. Oh my gosh! It is amazing. Uh, there was one that I sent Lucia the other day on Instagram that they were highlighting on their frame and it was amazing. Even the way that the light went through it, it kind of reminds me of my stained glass projects that if the glass looks a certain way that, you know, when the light comes through, it's going to project it. And the way that they shot that frame, like kind of from a side angle, you could see like the little polka dots on the desk and, oh, Oh, it was beautiful. But their craftsmanship, you guys, when it comes to everything I wear, I feel that LaFont was kind of one of the OGs of fashion and eyewear together. So if you guys want, I mean, like quality and a name and you want a name that you can put your money into quality for LaFont, LaFont all day. Um, So... Fun facts Do you know about anyone that sells LaFont in this area? Other than where we just were? They don't carry um, it anymore. I don't, I don't think that I do. Oh, wait, yes. Uh, there is the Custom Eyes guy. Um, okay. Downtown. So there is, if you are in the uh, North Carolina, South Carolina area, and you want to make a little trip, uh, there is a really nice boutique owned by a really smart optician um a beautiful shop called custom eyes customize um two words not one but yes he does carry lafont um so yeah uh some fun facts uh they are handmade in france what price range oh yes the price range that again, that's going to kind of vary according to where you're buying them from because everybody's markup is different. I see those go anywhere from $400 to, you know, maybe $800 on average. I've, I've seen them go over a thousand dollars, but I think mm-hmm. it depends on the material. If you're looking mm-hmm. at like a titanium yeah. frame, it's, it's going to be more than a plastic. Um, yeah, but they, uh, they come out with 120 models per collection, uh, and they manufacture 330,000 frames a year. So good for you guys, LaFont. You're beautiful. You, we love your stuff. Um, I will link uh, their website and stuff like that in our show notes. Um, awesome. For you guys that don't check the show notes, I have plenty of resources in my show notes 
um, to substantiate yeah, a lot of the things that we talk about. Um, so that yep. way, if you guys are like, you don't know what you're talking about, they're going to be like, actually, yes, I do. So yeah, make sure to check them out. I always have some really good links there about things that we don't even really discuss. It's just something I might've researched that I found interesting and I wanted you guys to know about it. So yeah, check it out. Anyways, like subscribe, do all the things, do all the things. Don't forget to check out the font. Don't forget to check us out. You guys, I don't know what's happening, but in addition to our YouTube channel where you can see us, all of our glory and our glorious frames. <laughs> um, so we, we are on YouTube. If you want video, uh, we have discussed eventually doing live streaming, but we don't think that we're there yet. We get a lot of interruptions. We have big families and we both work at home. So, uh, in addition to that, we are on Spotify and that is where we are getting most of our streaming from. Um, I, um, check us out. We're also on Apple podcast, Amazon music, iHeartRadio, Pandora. We're most everywhere. Um, so please check us out. I would love to start actually getting some stats back from those places too. Um, but other than that, we will be back next week. We will finish wrapping up our quality craftsmanship discussion and yes. talk about metals. And I think that is it for the day. Bye.